0: My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. When approaching scripture, I prefer the method of exegesis. It's the exposition or explanation of of a text based on a careful, objective analysis, and the opposite approach to scripture is eisegesis, which is the interpretation of a passage based on a subjective, non-analytical reading. The interpreter basically injects his his or her own ideas into the text, making it mean whatever he wants. And I recently heard a term that I hadn't heard before, and it was narcissism You know, when we forced the Bible to to mean that we are at the center of the story, and when we're taught that every teaching and every command and everything God asks his people to do becomes about our own personal faith journey, and that's what is known as narcissistic eisegesis, and so some clever person put the two words together and made up a new one, narsegesis. Uh Unfortunately, this way of thinking makes its way into our favorite songs, too, and if we're not careful, we'll create a playlist of great songs that are all about us inviting God to bless what we're up to instead of what we talked about a couple of weeks ago, seeing God at work. And joining him in his work now what I love about this week's song revelation song besides the fact that uh, my listener Cora requested it it's that it comes directly from Scripture and it focuses our attention squarely on God with no room in the picture for us and what a glorious picture It is. Now, I'm going to link to the story behind the song in the show notes. And you can always find my show notes uh, at michellekneesat.com. And if you're specifically looking for this week, michellekneesat.com forward slash 152. And I encourage you to check it out because it's a great story. Revelation Song was actually written by Jenny Lee Riddle. And when she was first saved, she was inspired by a song to, funny enough, to picture all of creation and the angels praising God. And she wanted to hear that too. She wanted to hear all of creation and the angels praising God. And and through that song developed a desire. And how cool is that? That she was inspired by a song. And that's what we're doing here, you know, so we're getting inspired by a song. And so she had a desire to see all of creation worshiping God. And she says, the songs being sung by the bride at that time, of course, the bride of of Christ is the church. Uh, The songs being sung by the bride at that time were focusing on need. My heart longed to focus on something far greater than my need, knowing that all needs would be satisfied with just one glimpse of him. Therefore, I asked the Holy Spirit to help me write a song that painted him, a song that the angels and creation were already singing so that we could join in with one voice as one bride to one king. I love that. So out of her desire came a prayer. And then the next step was God's word. In the article I read, it said that she immersed herself in scriptures from Ezekiel and Revelation. And then the Lord helped her paint what she was seeing into lyrics. So out of her desire came a prayer, and out of that prayer came a desire to be immersed in God's word, and out of that came a song that sits to inspire us uh, to not only worship God, but head back to scripture for ourselves. I'm sure you've already heard it before, I'm sure you've sung it in your churches, but we uh, before we move forward, let's take a moment and listen to a portion of Revelation Song. Okay, so if Ginny R- Lee Riddle immersed herself in scripture, and I'm always encouraging you to do the same. Then, uh, to truly immerse yourself in scripture, you're going to have to use the Bible interaction tool exercise of meditation. Bible interaction tool exercises, or bites as I call them, are just simple habits that, if you incorporate them into your time in God's Word, it can bring variety and excitement and hopefully encourage you to spend more time in God's Word and thus developing um, a relationship with the author himself. So, when I mention the bite of meditation, I'm not talking new age mumbo-jumbo. I'm just talking about slowing down and thinking about and pondering and considering the scripture that you're meditating on. Now, if you are a long-term listener, you know that the word used in scripture in some places translated meditate can also mean to sing, which makes perfect sense because when you're singing, you're repeating and planting the words in your being and pondering them and filing them away. So some people meditate through singing, uh, others meditate through journaling or even transcribing the scripture word for word, all these things to slow down and think about and ponder. Now others through art and sketching. If you're one of my artistic listeners, this week's scripture will give you much to ponder and potentially sketch out as a medium of meditation. So the next bite is a perfect partner to meditation, and that is repetition. So the scripture we're going to highlight today needs to be read through slowly and several times. It's very descriptive, but it doesn't describe something we're familiar with or have ever seen before. So repetition will be your friend. Now, another bi- partner Bible interaction tool exercise uh, that will aid you in repetition, and that is to listen to the word. Now I use the U version app on my phone and the New Living Translation is the version that I prefer to listen to. It has an audio version built in for free. So once you read through everything a few times, listen to it again in the car or getting ready in the morning or even with your kids or your spouse or a friend. So just use the audio version as an opportunity to repetitively listen. Um, but I encourage you to read and listen because again, it's so descriptive. Then the final bite I used this week was to listen to epic music while reading the scripture. Now, this may sound a little strange, but it's an epic scene in both Ezekiel and in Revelation. So, I popped up on my epic soundtrack station on Pandora and read away. Now, I will say it got a little weird when Pirates of the Caribbean came on, (laughs) so I just forwarded it to the next song. You know, Narnia and Gladiator soundtracks did the trick. It was a little bit, made a little bit more sense, but... Um, I will not have time today to read through all of this scripture, but that's okay, because I want to inspire you to pick it up and read it for yourself. So we're going to start to get a glimpse in Ezekiel 1, and I want to save time to jump to Revelation 4 and 5. So Ezekiel 1 in verse 4 starts out, it says, As I looked, I saw a great storm coming from the north, driving before it a huge cloud that flashed with lightning and shone with brilliant light. There was fire inside the cloud, and in the middle of the fire glowed something like gleaming amber. From the center of the cloud came four living beings that looked human, except that each had four faces and four wings. It goes on to describe a little bit more. I hope that gives you a glimpse and you kind of want to read the rest, but I googled Ezekiel chapter 1 images to see what artists might have conjured up in their mind of this scene. And some of my favorites were of a giant fiery storm cloud with flashes of lightning rolling across the landscape. This is an epic scene. And so Ezekiel goes on to describe the living beings. And John repeats a similar description of these living beings at the throne in Revelation 4 and 5. And Ezekiel and John both go into great detail. And I was reminded of a trailer that I saw for a new movie coming out called The Space Between Us. I'm not necessarily uh, promoting the movie. Obviously, I haven't seen it. But it's about a boy born and raised on Mars who comes to Earth. And in the trailers that I've seen, he says... So many colors when he first arrives to Earth, and I meant, I imagine life on the Red Planet, you know, doesn't provide, didn't provide the colors that we take for granted every day. And another scene depicts this boy riding with a girl in a pickup truck, and they pass a horse and rider, and he like shrinks down and jump back, jumps back, and exclaims, "Whoa! What is that?" And, and to which she replies, "It's just a horse." You know, I feel like Ezekiel is is like, whoa, what is that? When he sees what he calls the living beings. And one day in eternity, we'll just be saying, we'll just say, it's, it's just a living, living being. Uh, only we won't call them that, you know, like Ezekiel and John call them living beings because they don't know what else to call them, but we're going to know their names. I mean, maybe they'll have cool names like hippopotamus or aardvark, or maybe they'll have common names like cat and dog. Either way, we won't have to describe them as someone who has never seen a being like that before. We will. We will see them for ourselves. So a couple of verses I want to pull out um, of Ezekiel. Verse 14 says, And the living beings darted to and fro like flashes of lightning. That's reflected in our song. You know, the scripture and, and in Revelation and our song all refer to flashes of lightning. So just picture it. Perhaps it is the movement of these living beings at the throne of God that are indeed these flashes of lightning. You, you see, Ezekiel's just ex- describing something with the words he knows how to, to describe with. In verse 24 of Ezekiel 1, it goes on, it says, As they flew, their wings sounded to me like waves crashing against the shore, or like the voice of the Almighty, or like the shouting of a mighty army. When they stopped, they let down their wings. As they stood with wings lowered, a voice spoke from beyond the crystal surface above them. So once again, we see Ezekiel just struggling to discern in human terms what he is seeing or what he is experiencing. But if you just quickly read through this, instead of taking time to meditate on it, you won't stop to imagine the sound of waves crashing against the shore or the shouting of a mighty army. That's the sound they make when they move. Just picture it. And it says above this surface was something that looked like a throne made of blue lapis lazuli. Now, that is a, I looked that up also because I'm not super familiar with blue lapis lazuli, but if you look it up, it is a brilliant cobalt blue. This throne is glorious. And on this throne high above was a figure whose appearance resembled a man. From what appeared to be his waist up, he looked like gleaming amber, flickering like a fire. And from his waist down, he looked like a burning flame, shining with splendor. All around him was a glowing halo like a rainbow shining in the clouds on a rainy day. This is what the glory of the Lord looked like to me. When I saw it, I fell face down on the ground." And I heard someone's voice speaking to me. Again, it was so hard for Ezekiel to put everything into words. This is what the glory of the Lord looked like to me. And what was his response? He fell face down on the ground. And when we jump to spend time in Revelation 4 and 5, we see John describing this throne of God as brilliant like gemstones. And Revelation 4 5 says it like our song from the throne came flashes of lightning and rumbles of thunder. From what Ezekiel describes, this was the result of the movement of the living beings. And it's in Revelation 4, 8 that we discover it's the beings that keep on saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God, the Almighty, the one who was, who is, and who is still to come. And we see in Revelation 4 that God's throne is surrounded by 24 crowned elders. And whenever the beings give glory and thanks to God, those elders respond just like Ezekiel did. They fall down and worship the one sitting on the throne. It says, whenever the living beings, in verse 9 of chapter 4 of Revelation, whenever the living beings give glory and honor and thanks to the one sitting on the throne, the one who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down and worship the one sitting on the throne, the one who lives forever and ever. And they lay their crowns before the throne and say, well, before we get to what they say, I just want to point out, They lay down their crowns, their glory, their honor. They lay all of that down in the presence of a holy God. All that we tend to strive for in this world is to be laid at the feet of a holy God, at the mere sound of praise to him. And then they add their own praise. You are worthy, O Lord our God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and they exist because you created what you pleased. And then in Revelation 5, we see a scroll that is sealed, and there's no one worthy to open the scroll until they call forth the Lamb, and the Lamb was worthy. And it says, when he took the scroll, the four living beings and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb. Each one had a harp, and they held gold bowls filled with incense, which are the prayers of God's people. And they sang a new song with these words. You are worthy to take the scroll and break its seals and open it. For you were slaughtered and your blood has ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. And you have caused them to become a kingdom of priests for our God. And they will reign on the earth. Then I looked again, and I heard the voices of thousands and millions of angels. Stop and think about this. Around the throne, and of the living beings and the elders, and they sang in a mighty chorus Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea. Read it slowly. Listen to what I'm saying. Every creature on earth, in heaven, and under the earth, and in the sea, the dolphins were joining in. They sang, Blessings and honor and glory and power belong to the one sitting on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. One of my besties just went to Passion 2017 in Atlanta, Georgia. It's a conference for college students, and she and her husband are in col- uh, are serving college students through a college ministry, and she encouraged me to listen to a message by Francis Chan, and I did, and at dinner the other night, I asked her about his opening comment, because on the YouTube video that I watched, and I'll go ahead and link to it in the show notes, but he started off by saying in awe, we just talked to an astronaut, and cheers erupted, and my friend confirmed, yep. They talked to an astronaut live, and it was so cool. But then Francis Chan went on to say, And now we get to talk to the one who created that astronaut. Might I add, the one who revealed knowledge to man to even allow them to enter space in the first place. This Throne, This throne we've read about and you will meditate on this week. This is the throne, the writer of Hebrews says, that we can boldly approach to receive mercy and grace when we need it most. But when we boldly approach it, let us fall before it in worship, laying our crowns, our glory, our honor at his feet. For he is holy and worthy. So what's next? You've got to read this for yourself. Start in Ezekiel, Ezekiel chapter 1. Take it in slowly. Read it several times. If you love words, journal about it. If you love art, sketch something from it. Meditate on the throne of God and his glory. Then head over to Revelation 4 and 5 and do the same. Throughout the week, keep reading or listening to the text Take your eyes off yourself this week. Take your eyes off your circumstances, your need. Fix your eyes on the lamb that was slain. And then put on Revelation song and join all of creation in singing praise to our God. And then while you're in God's word this week, let me know how you're doing. Uh, You can email me directly, michelle at Michelleneesat.com. You can hop on Twitter or Facebook and let's talk about what you're learning. Now before I tell you what song will be featured next week, I want to shout out to Leah from Nebraska, Janice from Texas, Ken from Texas, Cindy from Ohio, Kirsten from Tennessee, Natalie from Vermont, Anna from Alabama, and Michelle from Florida. These are my newest subscribers to my website welcome. Now the benefit of subscribing is that I will email you once a week and in that email you'll get a weekly memory verse resource to display on your smartphone, tablet, desktop. You can even print it out. Uh, You'll get an email recap of the week's episode and you'll get instant access to any of the resources that I create from time to time for my episodes. And all of that is just my way of saying thank you for listening. So head over to michellenizat.com to subscribe today. Now, don't miss an episode of my podcast. You can subscribe directly in iTunes. Easy for me to say. While you're there, please leave me a written review and a star rating. It really encourages me, of course, but it also helps me stay visible to new listeners. And as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will use the song King of the World by Natalie Grant. If you liked this episode, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellenizat.com forward slash 152. And while you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word, and consider His ways.